hello. Welcome to episode number 249 of the Apple Log Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. Thanks, everybody, for shopping on Amazon. I really appreciate that. You can support the show by going to applelog.ca slash Amazon or applelog.ca slash US Amazon. You can do it the old-fashioned way by going to applelog.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. And every time you shop on Amazon, use those links, bookmark them, and you'll be shopping and you'll be supporting the show. For instance, I ordered something on Amazon and it was like 18 hours it was on our front doorstep. It's pretty crazy. I think they already knew what I wanted. That was that's that's the insane part of Amazon. It is it is a crazy 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 service. So yeah, do that. I'd like to thank everybody also the people that are supporting me on Patreon. You too can become a patron by going to patreoncom applog and you can support the show. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help the show with my hosting and gas fees. And it's very, very, I've, I've been, there's been people that are very, very supportive with that. And I appreciate you doing that. Thank you very, very much. What else can I tell you? Hmm. Not much. Well, when the episode plays the intro first, that means that there's a song to be played before the interview. And that is the, that's what's going to happen right now. I have, uh, I have a really great guest today. And uh, sorry, it's a day late, by the way, but uh, I have uh, Jeremy Keith, um, who is the guitar player in a band called The Russian Girlfriends, not The Russian Girlfriends, just Russian Girlfriends. I had, um, yeah, I had Colin on, I think about eight months ago, talking about this, uh, the other record they put out, and this record's called In the Parlance of Our Times, and it came out in June, and... um, it's a really, really special album to me. I, I, I the singing is unbelievable. Uh, they're good dudes from Albuquerque, and um, I really, really want to support this record because it's awesome. And what we're gonna do, what I'm gonna do right now, I'm gonna play a song called Antidote, and it's on this new record called In the Parlance of Our Times, and it's uh, it's a banger.
go check out in the parlance of our times Russian girlfriends it's on Bandcamp you can find it on Spotify you can find it everywhere awesome music is played and you won't find it where shitty music is played how about that yeah that's a that's radio voice so anyways here he is Jeremy Keith from the band Russian girlfriends on the Alpine podcast So, new record-ish. Yes. It's new now. It's new-ish. It's new to me. Yeah, it's been out for, I guess, since March now. Since March, April, something like that. I thought it was June. June, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell me a little bit about the recording, because when I was speaking to Colin briefly about this new record that hadn't even, I don't even think you started recording yet, I think he was saying something that was going to be slower it was going to be a different type of band. You had a different drummer. Like, what? What? Because this record is is just a much better version of your last record, which I think is is super. It's 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 a it's a tough. It was a tough thing to beat. But how did you? Did you get the same drummer back? Uh, yeah. Um, so Sasha, our our drummer, our original drummer, he he did both this this album and the old album. So uh, yeah, he he's. He's awesome, and he's still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so so the, the recording part of it. Um, how long did you take to do it and all that? Uh, it was stretched out over a while. I mean, uh, gosh, we're we're talking like twenty twenty sixteen. Like when we probably had like all the songs done and like like had them in mind and then um yeah we spread out the recording over just a, a few like a couple of years like we did um tracking with uh mike kennedy from all american rejects uh, we did that at his home studio uh and that was rad and then that was so that was like the first part of the drum tracks and sasha laid them down like that like while we were on tour we just stopped in and he did it all and got it done and uh a little bit of space in between, but then we recorded uh, all the guitar stuff and bass at Black and Bloom Studios with our friend Chris Fogel. Um, and then we did vocals at a studio called Empty House Studio here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of, it, it, we pieced it together over a length of time. And uh, now it's, uh, yeah, now it is what you have. And uh, even even after the recording, like me and Colin, we obsessed over uh, getting like the mixes right because I don't know, I I had a, like a really distinct sound in mind that I wanted for the new record, and mm. uh, and I think Colin is a is a good stickler for audio like I am. For <laughs> a, so uh, so yeah, that that's that's kind of how it all came together, I guess. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you can take have focus on a record and take three years to record it or to, to put three years it's patience to, to take three years to put a record out because i was just talking to some guys i used to play in a band with and we re recorded and released a record within like two months and uh, yeah. and we all decided that was a horrible horrible decision um <laughs> but well, i mean it, it it's interesting our, our first record we recorded like we recorded that within like two months or three months of uh, forming the band. So um, mm. that record came together really quickly. Um, but I think, 
I don't know. I, I think the new record, it shows that we had a little bit more time to work on stuff because oh, like, yeah. I just, I just feel like it's a real complete record, you know, from top to bottom. Absolutely. You know, the first couple of songs all kind of blend with each other and, and kind of go one into the other. It's like a live set. It, you know, it feels like it, you know, like, and there obviously was some work put into, uh, did you have any throw? How many songs did you have that didn't make the record? That did not make the record? Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean, we, we had like maybe a couple tracks, yeah. um, that, that, that weren't on the record. Um, and there was nothing wrong with those tracks. It was just that I think because we had that sequencing and like that flow of the record in mind, we just didn't really know where to put them exactly. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so they can still come back later in life too. They're not dead. Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, not uh, not not dead, not dead, and not forgotten. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, uh, you've uh, I saw like some tour dates. You're playing with Mike Watt. Uh, yeah, that that show was last night. Actually. Yeah, you played with Mike Watt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we opened for him, but uh, but yeah, that was just incredible, man. Like I I, I had never seen him live before, and uh, that just blew me away. Just the the um, the precision of it and like the force like and, the, and uh, there's also kind of like this weird like pumping like jazz quality to it it's yeah. just like it just <laughs> blows my mind yeah did you ever get in the fire hose and i never really got into minute man but i definitely got into fire hose uh i i don't know if i know fire hose i gotta check them out yeah fire hose was like mike watts other band after minutemen it's sort of 90s really good same thing it's like some some great uh great musicianship put some great records out it was on sst i think too i mean i don't know maybe i'm making that up but um so your it's your shows are kind of spanning like there's a lot of distance between the shows that i noticed i just saw your your tour uh dates they're kind of all over right yeah uh we uh we decided that we were gonna fly out to fest this year because we're playing fest um on friday actually Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, we uh, the last time we did Fest, we toured out, and uh, it was fun. There were some good shows, but uh, I, I think we all just kind of wanted to be able to, to fly in and kind of enjoy it this time and, like, then, you know, just go back home. And then, yeah, we, we figured out a few, a few weekends with all of our work schedules where we can, like, go out and go out on these weekend journeys and at least play to somebody before the end of the year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, that's the plight of the musician these days is they – they have to make ends meet and, and being able to tour in the weekends, that was sort of a thing that I think the Europeans kind of, I've, I felt the Europeans glommed on because there's such shorter distance between uh, cities and you can, you can go and play out somewhere and come back for the weekend. But is that like, would you guys ever just do like quit your jobs and just go make it for rock and roll? Like, is there any sort of like, is that fire or passion? I don't call it passion because or stupidity. Is that, is that embedded in you guys still? Well, I, I can say that stupidity is embedded in me for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if I could, if I can make enough money to survive doing what we do, I mean, I would, I would do it tomorrow. I, I, it, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's tough uh, getting to that point, I guess, where where you could potentially live off of it. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a. There's a teetering line between poverty and. Uh... In, in sort of working for a reason or working at poverty so you could actually possibly make a living in music. And a lot of people kind of like, 
they kind of get there and then they're like, you know what, it's it's just not, I'm not, you know, I need to eat, I have a mortgage, I have kids, you know, all these things kind of like build up and, and, and sort of become, becomes not as, uh, the priorities change with music, right. and with right. age, you know, and, and I really do respect the people that sort of just go out and just don't come back until they're done and I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. Right. No, I yeah. Can't. Yeah, I, I think some some can and some can't, and uh, that's 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 the struggle if it's something you really want. But you know, that's I think that's why we still we still persist after it, even if it if, if it takes a while longer than than maybe we want. Like it's uh, it's we still feel like it's worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's sort of like the new age of sort of social networking and uh, creating a creating a buzz that way. But there's nothing. There's nothing as important as actually getting in a van and driving to a city and setting up your shit and playing a show and giving some shirts away and like that's that stuff. Uh, even if you know if success comes later, those are things that you sort of realize. Oh my god, you know, like we put the work in and we deserve this. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I had that kind of a moment like that last night after you know we played our set. And uh, I was just kind of standing there with some friends of ours who we've literally met on tour, like our first tour when we, we went to Wyoming. And they actually like, you know, befriended us so much that I think partly, be partly because of us, they decided to move down here. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but we were all hanging out at our merch table and I was just kind of looking at all like, you know, our merch and shit that we've, we've made. And I don't know, I, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm proud of it. Like, I'm proud of like what we've, created as a as a unit and like as like you know five guys and uh i think uh i think it's impressive you know <laughs> yeah that's true because bands <clears throat> bands who who start in their early 20s they kind of don't last unless they become you know either super huge or they just sort of something they get they, they come to a decision of of either working together but as you sort of get a little old you start understanding that there's a there's a work to be done. You have to. This person does this, and that person does that. And if you don't have a manager, somebody has to be that person. Right. Somebody right. has to take the, the that role because you need to be a functioning business. And that part gets missed a lot, especially with a lot of bands, because they don't understand that part of, you know, I don't know. There's a, there's maybe sometimes there's a little bit of complacency. Like if I try too hard, it's gonna look like I'm trying too hard. And you know, and, and if I I don't yeah. try hard enough, you know, then people aren't going to help me. Yeah, there is I, there is kind of this weird fine line you got to walk. Uh, I definitely, <laughs> it feels silly sometimes, like, because I work at like a, a press release distribution company, basically, yeah. which is, you know, I, so I'm, I'm like kind of working for the man, but I'm also in a punk rock band at the same time. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> it's this weird line you got to walk. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, uh, that's the best line. I like that line. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to a guy who who sings in a band, also worked in a bank, and he said, "You know, I wear I wear long sleeves. They don't know I'm in a punk rock. They don't know I hate their guts. Like it's like it's awesome. You know, it's like he's like <laughs> undercover. You know what I mean? And and can kind of move around, and people still are you coming? Are you coming to that weird restaurant where all the other corporate people go? No, no, no. I'm fine. You know, it's almost like Fight Club." <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah well what so do you mind what company do you do for what kind of press do you do uh so we just work strictly with like uh press release distribution so okay. like companies 
they will they'll write up news about their company and uh and then give it to us as an article and they tell us who in the media to send it to so mm. um so yeah that's and i i help like people use our website and shit and like help them pay their bills <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i mean everybody needs a job man like you know in you know there's that's sort of like starving for rock and roll isn't always the way to go i don't think do you have kids yeah that- uh, I do not have kids, mainly because I am still chasing this silly rock and roll dream, and I, I, want, I, want, I want it to work out still. Uh, and that's you know that's that's a choice I've made. Uh, no, no, nobody else in the band is like. I mean, they all have girlfriends and stuff, but nobody else has kids currently. So that you know of, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> do enough tours, you never know who's going to show up. Um, so. So you are going to be, are you become, are you will be eventually becoming to Canada? Because I feel like you guys sort of, you came to Montreal, what, three, four years ago? Uh, something like that. Pootsa yeah, Fest. Pootsa Fest, yeah. Yeah. But is there any reason for you guys to come up here? Because there's a lot of bands that don't even bother because of the whole crossing the border thing. Uh, I, I like Canada a lot personally. Um, even, even before we had been there with the band, I had vacations up in Montreal, uh, and, uh, spent, spent some time there. And, uh, I just think it's a cool city. Um, especially cause like, I, I don't know, my, my brother-in-law is, or my ex brother-in-law now, but he's French. And so I, I know a little bit of French and it's, it's weird to be in a place that, you know, uh, French is, is kind of like the dominant language, and it seems a little unusual if you're in other parts of Canada, like yeah. or you know if you're coming from the U.S. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 interesting how serious it is over there. You know, the French. French is weird too because it's still the old timey French. Because people in France have like they think it's like listening to people speaking Shakespearean language in English when they hear uh-huh. French in in Can- Canadian French, because it hasn't progressed like the Parisian French has. It's it's uh, very funny because I have friends who've gone to France and try to speak and they look at you like what the hell is wrong with you like it, it's it's weird it's French but it's not like European French. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, have you guys ever have you been to Europe? Did you go to Europe? Uh, yeah, we uh, we went to Europe. Um, that was two years ago now, I think. Where'd you um, go? Uh, we went to uh, Germany. Belgium, Switzerland, uh, got robbed, got robbed in the UK. Um, <laughs> and, uh, as you do. Yeah. Oh, um, did you get robbed by the promoter? Wah, wah, wah. No, well, no, I don't know. I, that, the, the promoter in the UK was really cool as a d- dude named Ross. And he like put us up after we got robbed and stuck. <laughs> um, yeah, our, 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 uh, van that we rented was sitting, uh, out behind the venue and we thought it was pretty safe. Like it was a, a motorcycle club. And, uh, so we were like, Oh, nobody's going to fuck with our shit out here. And, uh, we, we had it out there and we like finished our set, loaded all of our stuff back in the van. And then we start like driving down the road and there's like this, like this like breeze coming through like one of the side like <laughs> vents. And we realized that like, they took like this whole piece of glass out and like, just like removed it. And then, all of a sudden we realized, oh shit, somebody broke into the van. And then I realized all of a sudden, oh shit, my backpack is gone. It had my passport in it. And oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, 
my my other guitar player Ian, he had his passport in his bag that was stolen, and also his like uh, asthma medication. So it was just a big mess. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> well, it's 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 funny. Well, I I'm born in Britain, and uh, I what well, we did some touring across there, and I always thought it funny because I have a Canadian passport and I have a British passport that I would have to pay for work papers to work in England. It's like, but I'm born here. <laughs> like, why? And you can go to Germany, and it doesn't matter. They don't care where you're from. They're like, come on in, spend our money. You know, that's that's. Yeah, it, I like I like Germany. Germany's cool. Yeah, where about so? What parts of Germany did you go to? Uh, we played played Berlin, um, played Munich, um, played a little like village town called Heinsfart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was actually that was one of the coolest shows. Uh, it was just like this like shack out in the middle of nowhere, and like the beautiful like German countryside. And uh, there was these kids just going crazy in this little shack for us. Like it was awesome. <laughs> I think I've been to that shack, even though there's a bunch of little shacks like that. But it's sort of like you go. It looks like you're driving into. It's like the side of a. It's in the side of a hill kind of thing. And uh, I I think. I, and there's like yeah i think i've because i've done a lot of touring in europe but it, i always found it interesting that places like that in germany you think there's no way there's going to be a punk rock show here at all like no yeah, way and right. then you come in and there's like one guy with a mohawk and you're like okay this looks promising and then if it's a friday or saturday it's going to go off it's going to be awesome and it doesn't matter like you have all sorts of people showing up because it's sort of like it's a thing you know like it's a they don't care yeah. they don't judge it if it's punk or not you know but it was it was it's super cool. I mean, uh, it's that's a place where I, I feel like they still really like rock and roll a lot. Like, yeah, like just compared to uh, I don't know America now. I feel like what I consider to be rock and roll. Like, I don't I don't feel like that's like uh, celebrated in the way that I, I felt it was in Germany. Well, I always said that because they never really embraced like MTV or, or image based music ever. Yeah. I mean, my my biggest and oldest joke is, uh, well, look at the Scorpions. Like, they're huge, and people, they're like 80 years old, and they're probably playing, like, the Ginorma Dome in Munich, like, right now. <laughs> like, right now, you know? <laughs> so, I, and I always said, because there's, like, an extra thousand years of culture, like, they've had museums before we knew what museums were, and, um, you know, they've had yeah. a lot of curating of culture, and uh, we never, ever had any problem like releasing a record in Europe or doing anything in Europe, but getting, you couldn't get arrested in Canada or in America. You know what I mean? It was sort of like, that seemed like the place to go. And, you know, we only really gained traction there when we were, I was like in my early thirties. So it was like, it was mm -hmm. like time was running out in Canada, but Europe was the place to go. I mean, I suggest all bands go there, even if they're not going to really play too many shows, just to get a grip of like how culture is consumed there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a trip, uh, and it I don't know. I was just shocked at how how many people speak English, and it's not even really like a big deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I uh, yeah, I yeah. So are you have you re your record kind of came out everywhere, right? So did you have distribution there, or did you just do? Are you doing digital on this, or are you doing a like vinyl and everything? So um, we uh, we have yeah. I don't know if we've, I don't, we, so if you wanted to order the vinyl from AF records from Europe, you can. Um, but, but yeah, we don't have any distribution for the new record there yet. Our first record all around 
Um, that was put out on Gunner Records. Yeah. Um, so, and we did like a special, uh, uh, yeah, kind of like a re-release there. I mean, it's a it's a bonus track that we have on there. Um, so yeah, yeah. So so touring in the states is it? Um, you're gonna are you doing more in the new year? Or have you have you made any plans as to what what's happening? Or are you going to wait another three years to put a record out? Uh, <laughs> we we definitely want to tour. Uh, there are some tours that are being uh, bandied about um, with our booking agent, and he's he's trying to find something for us. So um, yeah, I, I I think we're looking at something in January, hopefully, um, and we'll we'll announce those dates uh, mm-hmm. as soon as we're, we're able. Hopefully, down south and not up north. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I, we, I, I would love us to go up to Canada again. Cause, uh, I think, uh, there is a demand for us. Like, uh, you know, I, I look at, um, I don't know. I log in and like, look at like our Spotify data and shit and like, who's like listening to us. And we do have like a lot of fans in Canada who mm-hmm. want us to come. So, yeah. uh, I think it would be behoove us to get up there. Again. Absolutely. You know, the only trouble is, is, getting across that border because for some reason Canadians got a craw. They got something in their craw about Americans coming up and <laughs> taking all our culture and marrying all our women. I, 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 <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like, cause we had a Canadian content where we still have it, where we have to play a certain amount of Canadian music and we have to have, you know, because people like, you know, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell moved down to California because there was no, no industry. Right. I've heard about this rule, and I, I'm fascinated by it that that you have uh, have to play a certain amount of Canadian like music on the radio. I think that's interesting. Pretty communist, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, that that is uh, that is really kind of like uh, making a hard hard and fast rule on on what people can consume. It's interesting. Yeah, well, it's I think though it, it we needed it in the '70s because our industry was nothing. We had. Uh, uh-huh. We had what do we have in the seventies? We had Gordon Lightfoot and Rush. <laughs> I can that's all I can think of right now that we had. Um, but they put these things, they legislated these things to make sure that um, there was a level playing field because the industry was so strong in the states that it was virtually impossible to have any traction in Canada. I think it's an archaic um, rule now. Uh, or legislation, but we did also have a, a government grants to travel and make records, and and Americans hated us for it, and they still do, I think. You know, even the Canadians that move to America hate the fact that we can get like it's called Factor. Um, I forget what the what it, what it stands for, but it's just you basically apply for money, and the government gives you money, and then you can do tours. And we applied for yeah. uh, we got a demo grant, and we got a touring grant. And we had to lie on both of them to get it because there's all these like things you had to do. Yeah. Now, does America have anything like that? Ah, man, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere, uh, I, somewhere, there's got to be like some sort of like fund. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is. I, I think there is a fund actually in our state in New Mexico that I've kind of looked into a little bit, but um, they want you to be like you know something. Sick quote unquote culturally significant like right. like a mariachi band or something like that <laughs> um which I, hey i love mariachi but yeah. uh 
but but yeah but but yeah that that uh i don't think i don't i haven't maybe i should apply i, I should try and see if see what they'll say i truly think you should and you know the thing i think my phone's gonna die so i'm gonna change over to my ipad now so okay. uh, i'm sorry give me a sec no problem all right <laughs> ah all right where were we um touring touring yes so yes yeah, so you're gonna do more touring you're gonna come to canada right you have to uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's destiny. <laughs> it is now because then we can do actually a real live in person uh, podcast, and then we don't have to worry about the internet uh, messing us over. Yeah, that sounds that sounds bad. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys, I love your band. I really do. I have to tell you that. Uh, I, I, I everything you guys Thank do you. is 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 amazing. It's just Thank you. It's always gold. I love the message. I love I love the fact that you guys just you say what you mean and you write songs about like, you know, putting your dog down or rock and roll, whatever it is. It's always like, has like such an awesome, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of that is, uh, is Adam. Adam is the lyrics guy for yeah. the most part. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love Adam's songwriting and that's why I'm in a band with him. I think, um, he, he's got this way about him of, of, uh, kind of conveying like really complex, like feelings and like distilling it to something that's like really relatable. It's like not, um, not high concept or anything. Like he really like knows how to like paint things with his words. And I, I appreciate that. It's a talent. It's definitely a talent because, you know, there is some really bad lyricists out there and it's, and it's what ruins, <laughs> you know, it, it really does ruin, it ruins what uh, what a good band can be, and uh, I've always said, you know, the simplicity of it all is more important than, you know, whatever. The message is, doesn't you do you shouldn't have to hit people over the head with the message. It should just be right. Here's what we're saying. Here's what we mean, and uh, you know, and and people gravitate to that if it feels good. Like, I mean, it takes a long time for people to really embrace the feeling of music. You know, right? It's yeah. it's so easy, knee jerky to go how saccharine sweet something can be, and go, oh, this is like an earworm or ear candy, and and this is what I really like. But the message, if it's so simple, you know, like that's that's simplicity is what I think wins in this stuff. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I think that's that's something I I say a lot to myself is that there there is uh, genius in simplicity, and uh, I think. That's why I like my band. Uh, we 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 have uh, like a certain immediacy. We we want it to be, uh, you know, not too complicated. Just rock and roll in your face. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, and it's it's really. Oh my god, it's a uh, screw fell man. Yeah, you guys and you guys just get it right, and you know, and it, it's it's a, it's a weird waiting three years to do a record though. I think we're kind of coming full circle, but. It is a weird situation because you can really. That's a problem with today. I mean, with the, you have time, but you also have a lot of choices. Um, I guess thirty years ago, people were like, "Oh, this is what we got, and we're going to do this, and it's going to be great." Right. You don't have that. You don't have. It, it's more. Um, you find it easier to make less decisions because of the decisions you have to make. It's a weird question. Right. <laughs> well. Well, uh, I, 
I think, um, yeah, if that's the thing, like we have a lot of ideas and I think if we had, if, if this was like 1975 and we had like, I don't know, some, some hotshot producer behind us and some label like throwing money at us, like, yeah, we could, we could crank out a record in, in a short amount of time, but we were just on our own schedule of, uh, you know, <laughs> grinding at it pretty much. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's that, but but I think that that makes it so that we make sure that whatever we uh, decide to record and put out, that it's something that is not that we feel like is finished, like it's not undone or not uh, unpolished. Like right. we, we we feel like we've done everything we can to make it, uh, you know, something that is is worth being out there. Did you guys have many arguments about? the direction or was it always just sort of like democracy or was there a, is there a benevolent leader leader in your band that takes charge? I mean, it's, I would say it's a pretty open forum for the most part. Uh, you know, somebody brings in a song idea and we, uh, get into a Russian girlfriend song, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one thing that's different on this new record that, that, it isn't on the first record is that I have a couple songs that I kind of came up with the music for. And, uh, uh, that, yeah, it was it, that I brought some ideas to the table. We made them Russian girlfriend songs, just like we would, you know, if, if Adam on structure idea, or if Colin has a riff or if Ian has a new riff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, um, you guys sit in a room and work or do you sort of like, do you demo things before? Like, do you jam? Like, cause that's, that's always, a, that's a weird question too. Like, do you jam or do you practice? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I mean, we, we do a little jamming. Um, but I mean, usually if we're, we're in the room, like we're trying to, we're trying to develop. So yeah, if it's like right now we are working on, uh, like an, uh, an EP, we, at least that's how we envision it would be like a, a, a handful of songs that we can put out in the in the near future so it doesn't take another three years <laughs> um but uh it's something that you know we're we're kind of working at and and uh sharpening it so we know that these songs are going to be you know something uh it, you know something beyond what we've already done but mm-hmm. also um uh, something that we're still happy with and, and feels that that feels like it be it could be called a russian girlfriend song yeah yeah well, that's, uh, that's, you know, I guess, I guess like, um, to be able to sort of sit in a room and work with, with other musicians is sort of the dream, but it's not always the case with bands where they can every week get together and create and then put it into something and then make it into a song. That's, uh, that, that's what happens when bands all kind of live in the same city. That's a trend now where people don't do that anymore. Like someone will move to another part of America and then they're like Skyping ideas to each other. Yeah. That, that kind of, I don't know. It blows my mind. I feel like, um, for me, I like, that's, that's kind of part of the whole experience is being in the room and, and just kind of feeling, I don't know. I don't want to get too weird here, but like feeling that power of like, you know, uh, being in a, in a room with all, you know, with the music, I guess. Yeah. 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 For sure. No, it's 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 it it definitely shows that there's been you have a band that's working together 
to make a song rather than someone saying do this do that do the other thing and and then you know make it make it yours later i mean i've i've worked with drummers that sort of i've sort of said oh it, it here's the beat or i've demoed it and show them the place and then they'll do the bit sort of note for note and then there's people that you trust and say to do their own thing and it's always going to be right there's never any wrong you know and i guess that's the right. situation you guys are in that's and i'm envious <laughs> yeah yeah i mean um we uh we definitely take an idea and um and if it's if there's not like a unanimous agreement then i that a certain idea is cool like we'll we'll work to make it so that it's something that we all kind of agree is a cool thing so yeah there's got to um, be a time I, when you say you know what it's never going to work there has to be those times right yeah i yeah. mean uh and and i think uh that's the, that is part of it but that that it also depends on who you're working with too i think right. totally i think that's that's one benefit of my band is I think nobody, nobody in the room thinks they're like too big of a deal or like, uh, mm -hmm. ideas more important. I don't think, yeah. um, there, there is kind of a democracy. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, okay. Well, I know I waited, it was like waited too long to sort of get in touch with you guys to sort of do this because the album came out in June, but, um, have it be it known that there's, there's uh there's some support up here and you guys should be up here um and very soon and we'll see you maybe in the summer i don't know i'm I'm putting words in your mouth so we'll see you like uh <laughs> we'll see you in may or something i don't know <laughs> yeah no i i will uh you'll be you'll be once we get some dates and i i definitely want to get back up there awesome man thanks so much for doing this i appreciate it thank thank you for having me thanks for taking the time And that was Mr. Jeremy Keith of the band Russian Girlfriends. Go pick up In the Parlance of Our Times. It's on Bandcamp. It's on Spotify. You can buy it on iTunes. Probably buy a CD and album somewhere. And go check it out. Their band's awesome. And um, the, one of the best things to come out of America, I think, in a very long time. All right. So that's it great episode good to talk to people um it's very nice meeting new people on this show i was just i just finished an interview and i'm just zipping this one up so i can put it out and it's really cool why you know to do this and meet people like you know like i've never met any of these people you know because i don't go out anymore this is the closest thing i get to you know going to shows so yeah anyways jeremy thanks for doing the show i really appreciate it next week i have some cool people some good people and uh, I'm not going to tell you you know why because it's a secret okay have a great week and you know we'll keep it real I'm coming up in five years a couple of weeks actually next week is the 250th episode 250 episodes that's that's a lot of talking man it's like there's over 250 hours of of, of me alright see you next week bye